0: Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Sheepdog Dad podcast. My name is Stuart Jackson, and I am the founder and host of the Sheepdog Dad. Visit thesheepdogdad.com to read articles, listen to podcasts such as this, and to sign up for coaching geared towards men, young men, and boys who wish to become responsible stewards of themselves, their families, and society. Please join us on our journey to protect the flock. On this episode, we are joined by Art Eddy of Art of Fatherhood. Art has a passion for fatherhood and
1: enjoys talking with other dads about their fatherhood journey. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Art, can you hear me okay? Yeah, how you doing, Stuart?
0: I'm doing very good. How are you doing?
1: Good, man. Thanks for for the invite.
0: All right, great. Well, I guess, Art, what led to starting the the Art of Fatherhood, which I can only imagine is just a play on words of your own name, but what led <laughs> to to getting Art of Fatherhood off the ground, and and what was the inspiration behind that?
1: Yeah, um, I'm glad, as a, as a fellow dad, I'm glad you got the dad joke in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm always about those puns. I think even before I became a dad, I was about puns or, you know, dad jokes or just silly things that, you know, <clears throat> people like, did you make, make, yes, I did. This was a whole, you know, this whole thing was planned. Um, I was, uh, I started the art of fatherhood uh, a few years back and I just wanted to kind of go on my own. I was working with another um, parenting site and uh, there was like f- six of us. And it's kind of, you know, run its course, great guys, all that good stuff, but everyone was kind of going their different directions. And so we were like, all right, so, but I I still have a passion for fatherhood. Um, We're recording this uh, day before I'm going to be speaking at um, uh, the University of North Carolina. I'm going to be speaking with uh, one of their communication uh, classes to some seniors and uh, the the professor and I became friends when I tried to reach out to uh, book a guest for my show. And then we started, you know, through our love of star Wars together, we started talking about things like, Hey, would you mind speaking? And, you know, while I was prepping for that, if you told me while I was in college, like, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, working in the world of parenting and fatherhood, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Right. But um, I left the, I left the radio um, right around my second I have two daughters right around my second daughter's uh birth and it was just like all right I'm gonna be the stay-at-home dad for a bit and then once I got my uh routine down set with my daughters and all that I was like all right what can I do how can I have a my creative outlet like what can I do and I was already podcasting with some of the guys um for my radio days and we were hanging out and and then I was approached uh, by a mutual friend through that podcast. But like, hey, you guys do podcasts, you know, Art's a dad. Would he want to start doing that? So that's how I got into the world of like parenting, met a lot of great guys. And through networking, I was able to, you know, I appreciate you reaching out to be uh, for me to be a guest on your great show. And uh, I just found a passion for this because I felt, and I think you you probably can agree to this, just working in this world of parenting and fatherhood, you strengthen your uh your parenting chops right if you will I just feel that um I hope that I'm creating environment for all dads from all walks of life to enjoy uh whether it's my humor my serious articles my podcasts but just know that we are all together in this fraternity of uh you know fatherhood and um and again I really appreciate you reaching out because this is the type of connections and type of you know, Uh, conversations I like having with fellow dads.
0: Absolutely. And so to, to piggyback off what you were saying and to kind of ask a a follow-up question, you know, you're saying of the passion that you have found being a father, how, if you don't mind me asking, how old are your two daughters now?
1: Yeah. Uh, My daughters are 14 and 12. um, And it's, it's it's definitely been a great ride so far.
0: <laughs> and have you been a stay-at-home dad since your second daughter was born when they at 12?
1: Yeah, so I've been, you know, I, I work from home, uh, you know, I work around uh, my, my kids' schedules, especially mm-hmm. when they were, like, as my kids are getting older, um, I might go back into, like, you know, maybe a, a regular nine to five, who knows, but right now, uh, with, you know, the income I'm making for my site and, um, being there for my wife and then my daughters and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been a stay-at-home dad or an at-home dad, um, for about 12, yeah, 12 years now.
0: That's, that's awesome to hear, especially, I have a good friend that I met through a, uh, jujitsu camp who has been a stay-at-home dad for, yeah, yes, for, he's been a stay-at-home dad for about 10 years, and he was the first guy, and I uh, I've been friends with him for just over two years. He was the first man that I met that was like, "Yeah, I wanted to do it." His wife did it. I take that back. His wife did it for about five or six years for their firstborn, and then she approached him one day and just said, "You know, she it's not she can't do it just because she's not the type of person for." homeschooling she should see the benefits but just you know with her personality and he had a very successful plumbing business and so they flipped she went back to work and he's been the stay-at-home parent now and was that when y'all made that decision you know of you staying home what kind what what was the trigger behind that you know was it just hey, daycare is too expensive. So we're not going to put two kids in daycare. Or was it, I don't like what's going on out in the general public. I want my kids safe with me. What was kind of that driving force behind that decision?
1: So it wasn't in the sense of like, I mean, yeah, for the people I talk to about daycare, right? So whether you have uh, you know, friends who, who have kids who are still having kids in daycare or their kids have been out for some time, they say like, man, I feel like I've gotten a raise. I'm like, oh, congrats. Like, no, my kid just had a daycare. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I think mm-hmm. it wasn't like the cost was one thing, but also too, we just wanted to have one of us be here in the home with our daughters, uh, raising them through our values. And, you know, the world is kind of a scary place with certain things going on. And you see, you know, school shootings and all these other things. And you're like, you know, and, and our kids go to like, School, So it's not like I'm home teaching them or anything, but like, there's Uh, a lot of things out there that are beyond your control. But like, we looked at it. And then, you know, my wife and I were like, right, who's going to stay home? in the beginning, when my oldest was born, uh, my wife went part time with a company that she's been with for, for, uh, I'd say, like 15 years now. And so she was able to go back part time uh, after our first daughter. And when she would go in, Uh, with my job I was flexible because I was no longer on the air I was doing a lot of for the radio station I was doing a lot of I did like some weekend shifts but I I always recorded those on a Friday Um, Mm -hmm. but um, so the days that she would go into the office I think it was Monday Tuesday Thursday I would be at home working and this is like this is going to so date myself well obviously I said like like, you know my I've been a stay-at-home dad and an at-home dad since uh, you know 12 years ago but like I was you know my my besides on the phone or whatever emails, but my uh, coworkers uh, at the radio station and I would be on AOL messenger, like, Hey, Art, can you get us this? Or (laughs) Art, you know, meeting and stuff like that. So that was the thing. It's like, Hey, you're coming in tomorrow. Like, yep, I'll be on a Wednesday, all that good stuff. So it was just like, again, dating myself there using AOL, but like, it was just something with our second, it was kind of brought to my attention where there was new management and they're like, well, some people are upset that you're working from home and then coming into the office and, Come to find out, like, it was just management just didn't want me there, like, didn't want me uh, almost making my own rules, so to speak. Mm. And it wasn't mm. like, it was the the former the former, um, the former uh, head of the of that studio, of that station, uh, was like, he liked me, you know, he's like, I know you always do great work. I think you, you know, you do a lot more work than other people here, so, and they're in the building. So, he was cool, with it, but when new management came in, they are like, you either, you either... You come in full-time or you're quit i'm like uh no that's not how it works <laughs> so like they gave me a nice you know severance package and all that good stuff but my wife and i was like all right which is more uh because she works in the medical device field and it was like which is more reliable radio or the medical industry and we're like oh, probably the medical industry so that's why we went there
0: <laughs> it sounds like uh y'all are just predecessors to my wife and I. So I currently work in higher education and my wife is a nurse. And and so she is, she goes back to work. We just had our second the day before Thanksgiving. So we've got two under two at home. Yeah. We've got uh, a toddler son and a newborn daughter. Now, I guess you could say she's an, she's an infant. She just turned, uh, she's about nine weeks old uh, today. And so, Uh, she goes back to work this weekend because thankfully she has that kind of job where she can work on the weekends. I can be home with the kids. Our son is in daycare. We fully anticipate within the next six weeks, we'll pull him by his second birthday just to be home full time. We'll save that money. We'll have, like what you said, more influence over them. We'll, you know, have be able to keep them a little bit safer than being at daycare. And it's so funny you said that about what's more reliable and your wife's, you know, position is very reliable. I told my wife about a month ago, hey, if you can't do the full time at home, say so say the word, you can go back to work and I'll figure it out at home. Be and yeah. you know, I can there's plenty of remote part-time positions uh that can be found. And it's not like I want it's not like I'm I'm you know, just hoping that that happens. But if we reach that point where my wife just says, "No, I can't do this," and it's like, "Okay, no problem. Let's just flip because we can, we can do that. We have that ability." And I don't know if I would like to hear your take on this art. I'm a nurturer by nature. I like taking mm-hmm. care of people. I like solving. I don't. I wouldn't say I like solving problems for people, but I like helping them get to a point where you know they have their problems solved. I guess is a good way to say it. And so like I like doing the cooking. I like, I, I like doing the cooking for sure. Cause I can have a uh, much more influence on what's being served. <laughs> and <laughs> when it comes to like picking up the house and straightening up and doing laundry, I wouldn't say I like doing that, but I get a sense of satisfaction from doing that. And yeah. I do get a sense of almost, I can't explain why I'm sure it has something to do with my upbringing of, you know, a dad that says there's a place for everything and everything in his place, I start to get a little <laughs> anxious if there's things just piling up. And so I get a sense of satisfaction whenever the house is straightened up. So I feel like I could make it work if I was a stay-at-home dad. And so I'd like to hear you from experience on if if you kind of went through that as well.
1: Stuart, do we just become best friends? Seriously. <laughs> man, like you, I, I am... I'm OCD, anal retentive, whatever the case mm. may be. I would always like, even in high school, I had a, a, a job for a grocery store where on Saturdays I get up at five o'clock cause I worked in the produce department and I, you know, work, a couple days days uh, during the weekdays, but Saturday, and I always get up at four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning because I, I would help put when the uh, order in, in the inventory, the load came in for the produce. You know, I'd have to like it was great for me because I put on my I bring again, dating myself, bring my boom box in, have my CD player listening like Tupac putting away groceries. <laughs> right. And I would get up. And, like, if my friends crash tonight, they'd hear, like, the annoying, like, little, like, alarm clock that I had. And they're like, oh, here comes Robot Eddie. He's got, you know, make his uh, bed and then go go off to work. But, yeah, I am the same way. Like, something can't be out of place. I, you know, I have Friday is grocery shopping day. Wednesday, because, again, with running my own business, I can kind of, you know, do my own thing. Wednesday is cleaning day. Um their Tuesday and Thursday is like laundry day. And so, you know, and, I, and it's funny, like I'm in a house and I even joke, I'm, a, I'm so outnumbered our cats. We have two cats, they're female, but no, like, I am yeah. the one that's like, why, who put the socks here? Why is the socks on the kitchen floor? Someone take them upstairs and they're like, Oh, like all of these things. Like you, you know, it, it's funny. Cause um, you know, Michael Keaton in that one movie back in the day in the eighties, Mr. Mom, it just, you know, showed him like a fish out of water. Here's the thing for any dads listening to this or moms listening to this. It's all about routine. Once you get a routine down, like you're going to have nerves no matter like you're going to have like one of my friends, Mike, back in our radio days. Like when I first got there, he remember like, Oh yeah. I remember you had first day face. I was like, I oh. was like first day faces when you get to a job and you have no idea kind of like what's going in. You're trying to take it all in. And he's like, you had first day face. And I love that. And that, and that stuck mm-hmm. with me when you become, especially when you become a new parent, you have first day face right and like you're just like especially when you're driving your kid home for the very first time right yeah. uh was it was it knocked up when like they're driving home and he's driving driving so slow on the highway like that's yeah. such yep. a relatable clip but once you get your routine down once you're like okay I got this then yes cleaning and cooking and all of these other things Cooking, like uh, you know, I don't mind dusting. I don't mind cleaning. My mom, God rest her soul, I know she's looking down from heaven, like laughing at this. Like, she she cleaned everything, and I clean like stuff just like her. Like, I want things to be like in this place, like like what you, your dad said. And so, um the only thing for cooking is like sometimes if you have picky eaters or like oh, I can't have this or I can't, you know, do this. It's like all right. And then working around my kid's schedule, working around my wife's schedule, and also trying to run my own business at the art of fatherhood. It's like oh, I, I really don't want like make another meal today so i've kind of adopted like in later of the week like wednesdays and thursdays we're kind of having leftovers and even my Mm. wife's like we're having leftovers again. look it's a hot meal we just (laughs) eat it up my i had to you know prep up for an interview or to write a sponsored article like leave me alone (laughs) they get it but it's just like you know all all of them like leftovers again i'm like hey you got you guys want to make a meal and it's cool now my daughters are at the age where they can make their own meals like they'll make like date night dinners for us, like they made um like a Moroccan chicken and put on the Aladdin, like a live action Aladdin movie for oh, that's us. Great, my wife and I. So like, you guys are gonna look forward to that down the line. But yeah, like there are certain qualities that like being at home you know, dressing just like casual, obviously like gym shorts. And like my wife and I called it the uniform where it's like a comic book t-shirt and some gym shorts. And like, that's, that's how I roll now. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) there are a lot of benefits for being there. Like I, I, like you said, I'm the youngest of three growing up in a house. I was the only boy as well, but like, I am definitely like, like you said, like you are a nurturer and you want to make sure people are taken care of and everybody's all set. So yeah, I, there's like, when you were talking about certain things, I'm like, and I use that whole like line from stepbrothers, like, do we just become best friends? Because there's a lot of things that I think you uh, and I share just when it comes to raising kids.
0: Yeah, Art, uh, I can tell you my goal is to be you in the next 10 to 15 years. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I am I am old enough to to know AOL Instant Messenger, but it was on the way out as as I was coming of age, if that makes you feel any better. So yeah. And uh I did have I, I did have a, a Walkman C D player if that makes you feel better too. So I did have that. Nice. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's just so interesting too with the shift of the last you know, a couple generations of fatherhood of, you know, back in the 40s and 50s. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with either way of, you know, fatherhood, traditional roles in the home. It was the dad worked, mom took care of the kids and took care of the home. Sometimes I wish I was born at a time where it was like that. But now it's just gotten to, it's really gotten just to where things are so expensive and to have, you know, a decent quality of life, you do need that one and a half or two income households for sure. Yep. Uh, and if you're yep. only going to have one income, you can still have a good life, but you just have to accept that you're, you're going to have a little bit more simple pleasures in, in life for sure too, which yeah. is nothing wrong with that also. And well, I definitely want to touch on what you said about this advice to new dads for the routine, because with Our two at home and with our daughter being nine weeks, we still have not gotten into a routine with her. Um, She, you know, she came, she was a month early, which we knew she was going to come early, but she was a month early. Spent a week in the hospital when she was born just to get a little stronger. We were home for a couple weeks. Then she then both the kids got RSV. She got back Mm -hmm. in the hospital for about two and a half weeks. Then we come home and now she's been sick with a cold for about a week. She is uh, having some reflux. So, I mean, we just have not had a routine yet. And I have always been, I've always had high expectations of myself, especially as I went through college and started becoming a lot more self-confident and more sure of myself of like, I can, I can figure situations out. I can, you know, uh, navigate situations of having much more self-confidence. And so it probably two years ago with our son, it probably would have really bothered me of not having a routine down by now, but now I just tell myself, all right, let's just get through today. You know, we're just having a little bit of a rough patch and in the grand scheme of things, it's not even that rough of a rough patch. It's just not smooth sailing. And so what would be, what would be some other advice you could offer to, to new dads and expectant dads of, you know, that parenthood thing does hit you pretty, pretty hard and pretty quick, especially if, you know, I I understand what people say whenever, oh, there's no right time to have kids. Yeah. But you can prepare though and make it as as close (laughs) to right as possible too. So yeah. What would be, what would be your thoughts in addition to that?
1: Uh, Great perspective. I just want to say, I'll answer that question in a second, but you said earlier about, you know, you wish maybe if, Things were like back in the 40s and 50s where you know, one income and you know it was back then like the dad was the breadwinner and all that other stuff. I agree with you with the idea of like the thirty, like the forties and forties and fifties where you're like, let's go back to where you only need one income, right? <clears> Unfortunately, <throat> you you can't have that magic wand. Cause I, I think life and the world would be a lot better place if there was a more focus on family. In a positive, I'm not trying to like be like a a dooms uh, you know bringer mm-hmm. or something like that but i think you're right like you and i have the same mentality on that and you, what well, you said again too about like you just have to pick and choose what you're going to do and maybe you're not gonna have the greatest vacations it's almost like the analogy of what everyone says on their deathbed I'm like oh i wish no one ever says like i wish i spent more time at the office right mm-hmm. and it comes down to it's like do we want that fancy car or do we want that awesome vacation or do we want to buy that you know second you know vacation home or Do you want to make sure that you're hanging out with your family and raising your kids to the best of of your ability? And yeah, you might not have the, the, the cream de la creme of all the best stuff. Right. But at least you have that close family unit. Um, You you know, you always see those things like those stories, those horror stories about people winning the lottery. And it's like, first of all, they, they just came. it's like the people who just came into so much money don't know what to do with it. Some people, unfortunately will commit suicide. Other families Mm -hmm. will get divorced and all these other things. And you're like, Money doesn't, money doesn't solve everything. Money is a huge factor in things. I'll get that. But just, I just wanted to, again, just agree with you where it's like, what, and every family is different. And, and as we go into the advice section, like just do what's the best for your family. Don't keep up with Mm -hmm. the Joneses. And nowadays, like don't keep up with the Instagram influencer family. That looks like everything is perfect. When I talk to some of those people, whether they have written a book or they have a podcast or uh, you know, publicists like, I think he would be or they would be a great guest on your show and all this other stuff. They'll say, like, sometimes it's really hard, um, you know, projecting that perfect life. And the the idea of, and you know, and I, I appreciate your honesty with like, you haven't found a routine, but that's fine. But like, you guys are doing what's best for you. You've had a lot of hiccups along the way, especially with your, you know, your kids and the health and all that. So, Take it take one day at a time there's certain things that you probably want to look into for the future and down the road, but for new parents and new dads, especially do whatever you can talk to your spouse about what they need like how can I help you out, especially like in the in the, the few, first few months, your spouse might just be like I just want to go go to Starbucks, or I just want to go out and just drive and not like worry about things like yeah go ahead and do it, hang out with the baby read to them, even if they're like, you know, nine months old or nine <laughs> weeks old, just read to them while they're sitting on your lap or while you're holding them. And just, you know, just sing a song to them, talk to them, find that way to bond. Right. And of course, when, you know, the, the, the mom is nursing and all that other stuff, you not you, guys, dads don't have breast milk. Right. But like, you can have the bottle at some but I would also say like in the nights, if you can do it, if you can swing it, my wife and I, had this routine, again, that word routine, right? Um, <laughs> Where we, uh I would get up with her when the baby needed feeding at night, I would change the diaper, I would, you know, make sure and I'd swaddle us a, a good swaddle, like, so most like you're wrapping, you know, a burrito, right? Like, get that swaddling technique down. And, you know, you give the, you, you know, your, your baby back to you know, the mom so that she can nurse and all that other stuff. And then, Fingers crossed. There's no other diaper blowout while they're, you know, eating <laughs> while they're uh, being nursed. And then you put them right back into bed. But there's that point where your spouse will be like, he's getting up with me. Right. But again, if you, if you're working 12 hour days and all that other stuff. Okay. Maybe, but maybe when you have like a day off trying like, that night, just try and you know, fight the good fight and, and be with her. So like, that's the thing, especially because I think when you're in it together, when you're doing something together, even like the hard time of waking up at two o'clock in the morning, broken sleep, all that, your spouse will really appreciate the fact that you're up there. And it's, it's not look to get brownie points. It's there to be like, you know, life is a journey. And is we forget sometimes when we have kids, like I, I always open the door for my wife, right. When we were dating and when we were married and it was just us. And then when we had kids when I have the, you know, the cars, the seat, I'd open the door for the car, you know, the dog, for my daughter and put it in and then one time. She's like, you know, you used to open the door for me. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I got to get back to that as well. It was just like a, you know, a little tongue in cheek joke, but like I use that, I bring that up because don't forget about your spouse. You and your spouse are going to be definitely making sure that your new bundle of joy is taken care of, but don't forget the time together. Make sure if you know you if you have family living by and they're like, Hey, do you just want us to come over and you know watch you know your daughter, son, whatever? Yes, even if you're just napping together. <laughs> and I say mm-hmm. napping, like literally sleeping in the same bed, just falling asleep, getting much needed rest you know, use that support system. So I know I kind of threw a lot out there, but it's just the idea of don't forget that, you know, the whole reason why you started a family is because of the foundation and the relationship that you had with your wife. So don't forget about your wife, do whatever you possibly can, like, you know, try and go 50-50. It's not always going to be that way. One week you might be pulling 60 or 70%, and the next week she or, you know, your spouse will be pulling the, the that that time, like that 70%, and you're, you know, carrying the 30% in when it comes to the, uh, raising of the child and just taking care of the child, but just, just remember it's give and take and also be there for your spouse.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, with, oh man, I just had a really good thought that, that escaped me, but like what you said about, Oh, it came back to me. So in your experience, and I would love to hear what you have seen on the art of fatherhood podcast. So, You've got, you've got the Art of Fatherhood podcast. You've interviewed plenty of dads. And I think there has been mostly from what I've seen a generation of dads, of you know millennials and Gen Xers that want to be involved as dads. They don't have a problem doing it. And so just to piggyback off of your advice, I would really just say, don't be a lazy dad. Get in there yeah. and do something. Because I was listening to a podcast just last week, and it's a guy who's talking about, Oh, I used to be a lazy husband for this and that. And, you know, and my wife didn't find me attractive anymore because I quit doing these things. And I had to stop listening because I just, I could legitimately tell myself, that's not me. I'm definitely not a lazy dad, a lazy husband. And so I'd like to hear on the guests that you've had on and the conversations you've had, if you are seeing pretty regularly that. You know, Gen Z or Gen X and millennial dads are pretty involved for the most part. Now, of course, we're in kind of an echo chamber also of talking to other dads (laughs) who want to be involved, but just from your experience on what you're seeing.
1: Again, great way to kind of look at things and put things in perspective, right? You and I, you know, have fatherhood podcasts. Of course, I think we're going to be trying to invest. Can you imagine if we were like, yeah, like be a great father, you can you can you know don't worry about it like you know have have that bottle of you know have that you know that uh drink of scotch on the rocks while you know your spouse is making dinner and (laughs) the the baby's crying and the diaper like i i don't think we're part of that crowd but there is you know some people live that way And, and the idea too is like if if that works for a family okay do it but don't like don't judge them but like again like i said kind of doing do what's good for you but yeah on my podcast most of the people that i bring on will have the same mentality we have and i'll be honest there's certain times where they might be a lot on the different side of things and maybe it's because they were raised and all of those stuff and it's not like cringeworthy to me but it makes me think like oh okay like that works for them. That you know, if that's how it does it. But like I, I said, I know that probably wouldn't fly in our household. Just because, again, like, <clears throat> every relationship is different. How you met, how you became, you know, um romantically and you know, in, involved with that person is it's there for a reason, right? And so I think that I, for the most part, I've noticed a lot of guys being like, "I want to be there." Um, I've mm-hmm. I've heard people like whether they're, you know, a f- you know, famous comedian or actor, they're like, I took lesser jobs or lesser roles because I wanted to be there for my kids. And you see, like I think the biggest thing is like breaking that cycle of maybe some bad father, uh, you know, bad father role models. And it's like if when you can break that, that, I think to me is huge. So like I love seeing the fact that, you know, you have dads, um, kind of break that mold of like, or just breaking that cycle. Cause I think that's tough because, you know, 50% is nature and 50% is nurture. Right. And so there's going to be a little bit of like, what is your home life? But then it's also too, it's like, what's in your genes? What have you been used to? Right. (laughs) So, um, Mm -hmm. for the most part, everyone's kind of like on our page or have our similar views of fatherhood where it's like, I want to be involved. I want to be there. So it's good. And I think the more, and also too, like, I think, With our podcast we're kind of making we're blasting that out to you know the podcast waves uh for people to check out it's like oh it's okay that you want to be a caring dad not that like people needed permission or anything like that but i feel like if if you see other people doing it and you're like oh it's not just me all right cool because changing a diaper is probably not manly But do you think changing a diaper for a woman is like, oh, this makes me feel like a woman, like whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) I'm just saying that's a good way to think about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Does does that make my wife feel more feminine or more motherly? Because I can tell you whenever I change a diaper, it's like, well, especially the our our newborn, it's like, well, she definitely ain't going to change herself and she can't tell me any other way that (laughs) something's wrong. (laughs) <laughs> and i want her to not just be screaming and so yeah. it's like well no one else is going to do it so yeah you know if you're home alone or it's my turn to do it so yeah and to also to go back to what you said too about 50% nature 50% nurture too of what what your background was it's having the wherewithal to overcome if you can recognize bad pat or less than favorable past experiences from your own childhood. You know, that takes, that takes a hard look in the mirror that takes some acceptance of your parents did the best they could, but maybe you recognize for right or wrong. I just don't want to do that for whatever reason, you know? So, uh, well, well, I do want to transition to away from fatherhood to actually business because like I said, hey, you're you're my 10 to 15 year spirit animal here. You're a, a stay at home dad <laughs> running your own business, making your own schedule. And So what was that like transitioning from, you know, a full time job? Now, you had a little bit you're a little bit advanced on the work from home, but then you, you know, transition to running your own business and finding alternative streams of income. What was that like while still being a present husband and father?
1: Yeah, I I think, again, kind of like, um, and again, I I really appreciate, (laughs) like, I want to be where you are, you know, (laughs) I appreciate that. But I I think the biggest thing is, you know, just like a routine with your kids and all that, like, I'm very routine oriented with my content, whether it's not just the podcast, but it's my articles and all that. And, you know, like... The biggest thing is, is like you are everything, especially if you don't have, um, you know, people helping out your business where when I was working for another parenting site, we all had different things. I was more of like the creative director, uh, podcast producer, and I'd sometimes bring in leads and sales and all that other stuff. I'd make graphics and all that if we were doing like a Twitter party or whatever. But like you, you just you learn from all the I've I, I've what I've learned from past jobs, whether it was managing a grocery store, whether it was running like being part of a radio station or running a parenting website, you kind of like, all right, this was good, or this worked or this didn't work. How can I improve on that? Cause it's just me. Right. And so you're going to find those late nights, like, you know, you're especially, I feel like you're like me where you want to get everything accomplished. And there's so many things in your head. Like one of my, when I talk to creative people, I'm like, is your creative brain like because maybe i'm just looking for validation like is it tough to turn off your creative brain whether it's like you know a screenwriter or a director or something or a you know a comedian or something and they're like yes and like but some people have it like down to a science like in the sense of like monday through you know thursday from nine to 9 a.m to 4 p.m i'm i'm working on my craft and there's other things i'm working about but like you're going to find your stride. You're going to find what works. There's going to be good days. There's going to be great weeks. There's going to be bad weeks. There's going to be times where like, should I be doing something else? Um, and then when you, when you're trying to almost like give up hope, then like you get a great week and like the sales people, like the sales, um, sponsorship people get back to you. Like, yeah, let's do something like, Oh my God. Okay, great. And then you're like, all right, I want more to do that. And you just try and you kind of almost, uh, I don't know if, again, I'm 43, but it's like, you know, when you play like either Nintendo 8-bit or Sega Genesis games where sometimes you can save things, but if you could like create your own cache of like weapons and, you know, money and stuff like that, and you build up and you just keep it for like a rainy day, that's what I try to do where it's like, all right, I got this much of content. I got this many like guests. And then I'm like, all right, now I can just focus on sales and then vice versa. I'm like, all right, I got a couple of weeks of sponsorship now let me focus more on content or getting a guest but like it's always that game of balancing making sure I'm there for the kids my wife and then it's also like all right how what what does the art of fatherhood need this week right so like and there's just a lot of things like when does my oldest have to get picked up from uh, her musical practice and my youngest when she's done with the band like all all these other things she's gonna be doing track now so it's like all right I'm just gonna have to rotate my schedule and if my wife now is kind of like traveling back for work and it's like all right i might i'm a big football fan and as we're kind of recording this uh we're a couple weeks before the super bowl but it's like during like monday night football when everybody else would be going to bed i'd be working on content or i'd be working on sales leads or whatever just because it's like it's my time to kind of relax but also too it helps my creative brain be like well you're actually doing something productive while just sitting there watching football mm-hmm. and <laughs> so that's and my now
0: yeah and And now also too, it's gotten so convenient for lack of a better term of, you know, I'm sitting here having this podcast with you using an iPhone 12 and I communicated with you through social media and, you know, we got all this arranged. And so it almost, it is, if you find that routine, like what you said, and you use your time wisely, you can find the time to, to be effective and efficient whenever you need to be for sure. Yep. Well, sure. with so I was able to look at Art of Fatherhood uh, on the on your website, and you've got a wide array of article topics. And so I guess we can just kind of go through what are the topics on there. You know, obviously it is wide array. What's kind of the, the thought process behind that and you know the ultimate goal of the Art of Fatherhood website and, and podcast?
1: Yeah. Um so it's just like, my articles will be funny. Like, uh, you know, I'll do like, I was a big fan of the onion, right. I don't know if it's still kind of kicking around or not. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you hear people like the uh, creators or head writers have left, but like, instead of like the onion articles, I would sometimes create dad onion articles. And just like you were like, <laughs> Hey, the artifact of is kind of tongue in cheek. Some people get it. Like I wrote an article about like the dad reaches out to the FAA, uh, or the TSA to try and, um, uh, make sure that all families get there eight hours before their flight, and some people got the joke. And other people like, why would you, why would that guy want to subject their families and other people with crying babies eight hours before the flight? And it's like using that um Superman gif of the joke, you know, like going over your head, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that like, that was the thing where it's like I was just kind of joking. Um, then there's some serious articles, whether it's like with a sponsor campaign, if it's, you know, doing something that's serious about, you know, protecting your kids or protecting your family, or, you know, there might be some fun spon- I'm Right now I'm working with Athletic Brewing Company, and so I've been working with them on, on doing some stuff. Every Tuesday there's a Dad's Doing It Right series where I will – uh kind of showcase a bunch of dads that are in the similar vein type of thing whether it's like teachers or people in the military or people who are you know raising awareness for suicide prevention or whatever the case may be that's like every Tuesday and then uh Thursday um I'm a, I'm a collector of not only sneakers but like of Star Wars and like geeky stuff and so dads will reach out and share their collection whether it doesn't have to be fatherhood based but you know sometimes the stories are like oh I'm passing this down to my kids or I got this from my dad uh, but they're just showing their stuff off, and then Friday's kind of like a recap. But I, I just want this to be like a place where people can come and listen to the podcast, enjoy some funny things, uh, you know, maybe uh, have some articles that might get them thinking about how they view fatherhood, and then um, maybe moms or other people that come into us read this and they're like, oh, this is what dads are thinking, not just of me, but if they listen to the podcast and. Do I want this company to like grow, like to be like Apple? Yeah, you know, it'd be great to like pull in Apple money, but I'm like, I'm not really looking for that again, where it's like, I just want something where I'm pulling in, you know, sponsorships at a decent rate and just, you know, making sure I'm helping to provide for my family, not just here mentally and physically, but also, you know, financially as well. So it's always that kind of like cat and mouse of like, how big do you want to get? And all of a sudden you get really big. And then I don't want to be where I'm like, yeah, I can't really go out with you guys today, like on a weekend, because I got to work on this project or this or that. Like, I worked in radio where it's like when I when I produce a morning show, and it's like you're constantly working and constantly checking things out and making sure that even like, you know, at dinner time after dinner time, not that we, like the phones and all that other stuff were big back then. Like, yeah, there were iPhones and stuff, but like you're checking the computer, seeing if there was any breaking news in the entertainment world and all other stuff, and then working for another company sometimes like hey can we do this twitter party at like nine o'clock at night i'm like uh i really want to spend time with my wife and my family right so Mm -hmm. it's just the point where it's like balancing like being productive and being successful but also making sure that i'm you know kind of walking the walk as well i'm talking the talk if i'm talking about trying to be there for you know with your family and kids and all of a sudden i'm just wrapped in my job and not doing anything I, the, one of the biggest things that like bothers me is uh, not all the blogs, but or parenting sites. But like, you're just wondering, like, are they just doing this to create clicks? Are they just are they spending more time with their site or their influencers or their followers than they are with their family? And that to me, like, is one of my bugaboos. Where I'm just like, w- what are you actually doing this for? You know? Mm.
0: Yeah, that's that's something that's really great to keep keep in the front of your mind especially I'd say for business owners, you know, who are people who say, well, I, uh, opened my own business so I can be more in control of my time. But as the business grows, you get less and less control of your time because it demands more and more of it. And so I think think that's a, I think that's a really great thought to have in the front of your mind. A lot of the time of keeping in mind why you're doing this, why you're searching for, for something to, uh, yeah to free you up you know give you that freedom without you know having putting more restraints on you for sure well where can people find you uh, for the art of fatherhood you know between your website uh, podcast feeds and social media
1: yeah thank that definitely thank you for asking so uh, it's not.com it's artofatherhood.net <laughs> that's where you go <laughs> and if you go to artofatherhood.net um you know you can kind of see like on the top uh, right hand side Here's my YouTube, uh, iTunes, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, You know, on Twitter, I'm Art Eddie, the number three. And then I have a couple of Instagram handles, a YouTube channel and all that other stuff. But podcast wise, if you just search the art of fatherhood on any platform or any device, you'll be able to see like, you know, pop up. Um, and whether you're into sports, whether you're into music, whether you're into, you know, uh tv shows or whatever the case may be i got a wide range of like you know dads that are kind of talking about their fun stuff and their fun projects but mostly we focus in on you know fatherhood and you know what fatherhood means to them so artofatherhood.net for all your good stuff and if you just search art of fatherhood you'll see all that good stuff
0: awesome man Well, I appreciate you coming on. If you'll just hang tight, we'll wrap up offline and we'll talk about some plans of uh, getting a a band of puff and dough uh, put, uh, put on the books. (laughs) Nice. All right, man, just hang tight. Yep. Thank you for joining this episode of the Sheepdog Dad podcast. Thanks especially to our guest Art Eddie from Art of Fatherhood for coming on to discuss dad jokes, having routines at home and all around his passion for fatherhood. You can find art online on Instagram at art underscore of underscore fatherhood. You can also find him at dot be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star rating and review and sign up for our upcoming newsletter. Visit thesheepdogdad.com for more topics such as this and to sign up for our exclusive coaching service, Protect the Flock. Visit originusa.com and support American jobs and American manufacturing. That is O-R-I-G-I-N-U-S-A.com. Origin USA manufactures 100% made-in-America BJJ apparel, such as gi's and rash guards. They also manufacture jeans, boots, hoodies, supplements from their Jocko fuel line, and more. Use the code JACKSON10 for 10% off all orders. That O N one zero for 10% off all orders at originusa.com. Until next time, keep your head on a swivel.